Is that good? Yes. Yes. Perfect. It's beautiful. Pre-show banter commence, but it's not, it's only like what, three minutes. Like the pre-show banter for the news is such a short thing. Yeah. You're 30 minutes of pre-show banter. That's when you really got to like draw straws, you know? I feel like if we start the pre-show banter for the news too early, we'll just start talking about the news and then we have to start. Uh, No, we wouldn't ever do a podcast called talking about the news. (laughs) Not too soon. At least we Mm -mm. would never do that. No. If pre-show banter is usually the news, then for the news pre-show banter, we should just do a full webcast. That's right. Let me get some slides <laughs> out. Yes. Five-minute fire talks. Five-minute webcast? Slide I love that. Anyway. I'd like everyone... Ralph, no? Anyone have anything to present in like five minutes or less? Five minutes or less? Hell yes. Jay, go. All right, go. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to right now? Okay, yep. so... Well, let me tell you all about how Kubernetes works um, because it is minutes? basically the news. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Actually, I had that one scripted. I did a, I did a, uh, I came up with this idea called uh, InfoSec, uh, InfoSec 5, and it was basically a five minute, like, yeah. on a topic, five minutes, no you, more. You think you and could I explain Kubernetes, Kubernetes in five minutes? Uh huh. Only using fun analogies. Yes, please. Oh no! Uh, yeah. Why I'll have are to... you guys attacking him just because he's more skilled than the rest of us? Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know. Well, that's that. I feel like I got burned, but then like I don't know. It's weird. I think it's I think it's because of my microphone. I think uh, everyone's Wait. still pissed about all the microphone pain I put them oh. through. So fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So um, yeah. No, I I do have a like I can like I have to bring it up, but I have a script where Kate. I've recorded Kubernetes. Super fast. All right. Do, do no two K eights is too big. Oh wait, Ryan's back. K three. He ran out of time. Ryan's already back. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you only had one minute and fifteen. You, seconds. Your intro took up two minutes of the. So you only have three minutes now. <laughs> that would not be the first time this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> what you do to do Kubernetes in eight minutes or five minutes is you just scale it to hearing six voices at once. Oh uh, yes. Yes, it's and perfect. you can't it's, use Elm charts. It's concurrent processing. <laughs> uh, no, I only use K3s. I, can, I have never made it to K8. Dude, K3s, <laughs> Andrew was telling us last week they put it on cars. How terrifying is that? <laughs> Holy shit, no. Yep. <laughs> you. I mean, you need those health checks. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> your car has to be able to scale to other cars, okay? Don't worry about <laughs> yes, it. yes, your car yeah, we're adding to its workload to other cars. Uh, have, have, have you ever seen the, Demon? We run the credits already? Have we run the... the no, John. No, if we, if we were, yet. we'd actually be doing the, the podcast. Oh, well, I mean, we just bullshit anyway. <laughs> no, so. I mean, we started the pre-show banter late, so now the show has to start late. Maybe oh, you know have any of you read uh, Daniel Suarez's uh, Demon? Yeah. Demon yeah, yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like remembering the like remembering the kind of bad guy um, who he's got cars and then he's and then he's going and uh, adding more cars to his whole thing. And he's directing all the cars to go, well, kind of kill all the people or help him escape or whatever. I think the motorcycles kill all the people in the cars. Help We've seen escape. Mad Max. We know uh, how adding cars together works. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Well, I read this book, but now it's ruined. You, no, no, I mean, no, Mad Max is more like, I don't know. It's not K8s. It's more like Docker. Hey, Corey, <laughs> you're freaking me out because you're reversed. No, I'm not. Uh-huh. I am. I, I just reversed myself. Your oh, my God. On the other side. I'm sorry, everyone. I was mirrored. That's the worst The worst trick in the book. Oh, my gosh. I did the old switcheroo. Switcheroni. I mean, it, is mirrored a bad thing? I don't know. Well, for your shirt, it's it's 
like kind of understandable either way, but sometimes the shirts are hard yeah. to read. And no, th- th- this this has to be not mirrored. So what? Wait, why is that even a setting? Like, why would you want to mirror? Does anyone have a good? So example? it's because so you see yourself as you would. It's oh, like it's not. Okay. It's like yeah. it's not actually. It doesn't really does, make sense. Does it make me no. better looking? No, mirror no it does not help with that at all. <laughs> only to you. Only to you. <laughs> it's I'm only mirrored for mind. you. <laughs> We All can right, probably Corey, roll it. Yeah. Corey Ralph, you ready? I got it. Roll it. You got it? All right. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Hello and welcome to Black Hills Information Security's Talking About the News. It's February 5th, 2024. And we're talking about all kinds of hacks. We got any desk. We got Cloudflare. We got Docker hacks. So uh, it should be a fun week. And uh, we're all here. The whole squad. <laughs> the squad. <What> squad. squad. <laughs> Everyone that we invited was here, except for all the people that you wanted to be here. We got the uh, we got Shecky, the old uh, yep. golden ra- voice for radio, face for radio. Wait, no, that's mean. Uh, we got uh, <laughs> we got Penn, aka definitely not Cameron. Definitely not a Black Hills Information Security employee based on the uh, based on the employee only shirt. Your deductive reasoning is intense. Well, <laughs> I mean, is that a fake background, though? Because it's so like it's so fancy. Good. It's so like best green nice. screen in the business. It's, it's, it's legit. It's it look <laughs> I, I'm calling it fake. Is someone changing back there? What? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to show off how healthy the house plants are. Those are doing oh, great. Yeah, keep a plant alive. That's beautiful. And I think both are non-toxic to cats, which is all I care about. We've got uh, we've got Jay from based on his slightly mirrored but still readable logo in Guardians. <laughs> so remember we talked about the mirroring thing. I think this is one of the examples where it doesn't I think work. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've got oh. other Jay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Wow, he just it's changed. Evil Jay and, and like Jay. Evil Jay. <laughs> yeah, now the, the real question is, can you touch the Guardians logo on the first try without messing up? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got it. I'd say you got it. For yeah, everyone know. listening, that was the uh, best attempt I've ever seen to not get anywhere near it. <laughs> no, he, he was he picked the right side. I would have picked the wrong side. I picked side. the right side. I, yes. I, I cheated. I kind of lifted my shoulder for a second to see if it was mirrored that way. He, he I was like, it. huh, okay. Well, welcome, Jay. We got Derek Damn it. <laughs> from a dark room. Hacker, the most hacker looking, but also like musician hacker. Yes, he's in a band. He's going to be slapping the bass halfway through the show and just we'll look over. <laughs> now now I need to turn my background back off. So Joff, can... were you like it? Were you supposed to be in like in a hostage situation? Like what was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're holding me hostage. No, I just got to put the, the keys. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Between Joff and Derek, we have a whole band. Should make them improvise something or sing the news. Yeah. That's what we should do for pre-show. Explain Kubernetes in five minutes with a musical backing track provided by audience members. And... I'm in. Not this time. <laughs> so we also have Mr. Ralph, a.k.a. Roadhouse. Oh, man. Not the new movie's coming out if you haven't uh, seen. It's going to be amazing. Is that what is that like? Is that Texas Roadhouse? Are they, yes. are they doing a movie? If you don't know, then you should go watch the movie. All right. 
yeah, PHIS talent show. We used to do a 24-hour web st- uh, webcast. We'll, we'll maybe get there someday. It'll oh, come back. I, I, I mean, just want to say for the record, though, that my house plants are not nearly as nice looking as 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 uh, Pem's. Yeah, plants. that's that's Jim's accurate. Window. I can't even tell if your window is real, Joff. I'm not 100 percent decided. Like a backdrop. It's not, so, I'm uh, not. I'm not real. <laughs> Joff's not real. The window's real, but what's behind the window is we not. Didn't How have, can mirrors uh, be real if our eyes aren't real? All right. We've that got house Alex. Plan is, those two house plants are alive. <laughs> That's true. They're alive. That makes them different than mine. <laughs> Alex, whose whole wall is a house plant, and, and this is fine. It's all fine. It's fine. I show up three deep. Yeah. We've got Mr. Joff, who isn't real. And has real. he brought props like, though? Nope, he's hiding secret. I'm those hiding are things. <laughs> uploaded him those are those are secret, unreleased BHIS uh, bobbleheads right. or something. There, there, there. Oh, oh, days. A wild strand. <laughs> We've got a wild strand. Squatch appears out Living of the woods. Dark strand. Oh my God, John's here. <laughs> this is total AI. We're testing. I went it out. to isjohnteaching.com and it said 404 not found. So I wasn't I'm sure. I'm working on that site right now. <laughs> I can't believe that that's actually a thing. What the. Uh, I gotta buy the domain. Give me a minute. No. We just got through introductions. <laughs> so now that John's here, Ryan's here, everyone's here, let's talk about Cloudflare. Has everyone read this? I, for the first time ever in news history, read this entire thing before the news. What? That's because he thought he was going to I apologize to all the other hosts. <laughs> I, I apologize for doing that, but that means I'm volunteering to cover it. So oh. basically, this all happened around November-ish 2023. <laughs> So late last year, um, essentially, the there were authentication tokens originally compromised from the Okta compromise. Why they didn't reset them? Because they thought they were unused. Uh, they do a lot of you know patting themselves on the back and dunking on other vendors, which seems like a weird vibe for your breach release. Essentially, they only services that were impacted on Cloudflare side were their code repositories and their Atlassian stuff. So all their ticketing, they did go. Oh, that's- they they went oh. into some really crazy detail on like the steps they took. And okay, there's a few like pieces that are really interesting. Number one, they say they pre- performed forensic triage and re-imaged all of their computers. <laughs> yeah, and, and all it all is like forty eight hundred right. systems, so, right? What I know. And know all of their computers? And, can they find all of their computers? So, well, they found I mean, five thousand, and they re-imaged them. If they all. can't find but it, they're not going to connect. I anymore. can make a case for you could successfully triage forty-eight hundred, collect data from and triage forty-eight hundred computers. Just say, yeah. like, I, I, I can make a case for that. I just had this vision of like because CrowdStrike did the forensics work. Like if they did image all of those systems, CrowdStrike's like, yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so but CrowdStrike did this one, you know, you know, image do any now we gather what we want. So, so what they ran LS and then just like that's good enough. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing, okay, continuing on just ridiculous yeah. things they did. Number yep. two, they released some of the metrics they have. They have two million Jira tickets. Like, what? <laughs> I am sorry. Like, I feel are they bad. All open? For... <laughs> are they closed or what? What kind of state? Only are half open? of those are open. They only have one million <laughs> open Jira tickets. They've got two people working tickets yes. and everybody else that, filing I mean, them. Like, yeah. They're like plot in life, literally. Yeah. Um, and so essentially for those that, you know, it was actually interesting. Um, they, the attackers used, they, they're attributing it to a nation state, but then the attackers used like sliver. Like, I'm like, really? Like nation states are just source. using. There's no, there's uh, no, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
connection to their uh, APT. Yeah, I guess. So I I, I do love it how whenever a tool like Sliver or something's used, they're like, well, it can't be the Russians because it wasn't in Russian. (laughs) (laughs) The language was set to English, so it definitely wasn't Russian. How how could it possibly be a nation state? (laughs) Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think... Uh, for the record, I would always attribute everything to a nation state because at the end of the day, why not? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't, I mean, what else is there to attribute something to? But um, so they compromised an on prem Jira server. They used an interesting technique where they essentially used, what was it, Jira scripting or Jira scriptlets or whatever to like execute code on a back end system. And then they tried to pivot uh, from that back end system. And basically, because Cloudflare, which they do a quite a bit of tooting their own horn in this blog post, but they basically say, you know, we have zero trust, so they couldn't get anywhere. Although they also say that they tried to get to a new data center in Sao Paulo. And then just for the sake of, I don't know, the blog, they sent back all the servers <laughs> that they were going to use, I guess. That was one piece in there too. So they were they like, sent back, they said they sent back every bit of hardware. Um, had the vendors had the vendors check the hardware to see if it had been interfered with, and even if it hadn't, they said you keep it anyway. Right. Um, at which point, I'm wondering, like, well, why did the hardware vendors have a whole lot of you know they have a whole right. lot of motivation to go and check all this? Um, well, and be I, like, I also yeah, like you know how fortunate. they did that. Like, like <laughs> it's like the Boeing 787 Max debacle, right? It, you you know at least the FAA is going to go through with a freaking screwdriver and torsion check everything, you know. <laughs> But whenever you send a bunch of servers or whatever gear back to a vendor, like the vendor's just going to look at it and be like, yeah, we looked it at booted. it. It booted. <laughs> yeah, it booted. Yeah, it posted. Good enough. Yeah, I want to say, mean, could you post what your equipment was so we all know not to buy it for about three months? Well, I was yeah, going to um, say, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll, Wait, I'll don't take plug it. it into my stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, could someone like do some OSINT and figure out what the vendor is so I can go buy it on eBay for like 75% off? Previously, possibly malware. <laughs> Previously. <laughs> Just block Sliver in your uh, firewall. It'll You're be fine. Good. Yes. They give the IOCs. They do give the uh, IOCs. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, basically, it's one of those things... I think, I mean, does anyone have any, you know, hot takes on this? I mean, it seems kind of cut and dry. It's overall pretty solid. It does, but I think the other thing to highlight is they detailed like all of the things that the threat actors were specifically searching for within Jira tickets. So again, like looking for how they're doing the vulnerability management, how they're rotating passwords, how their MFA is doing, is implemented. Mm -hmm. So they're looking for like all of these, you know, security you know, inside notes for like, how is security being done with this? So that's, that's still very telling as a takeaway. So if there is a, I don't know if that's a hot take, but that is a very interesting thing to look at in that transparency of what are the uh, adversaries after when they're navigating around. Yeah, the original alert, if anyone's curious, came from once they popped the actual backend Jira server, they added one of the service accounts to a local admin group, and that's when the alert triggered, and then the in- incident triggered. So, Which, by the way, kudos for them, because a lot of organizations... That's good. That, yeah, yeah that plus is, the zero is. trust stuff. I mean, I just kind of think they, they really dunk on Okta. They're like, the second time Okta got breached, and we didn't roll the creds, and it's their fault. It's like, okay, well, well you didn't roll the creds. Like, okay. Okay. I, but, but even with that, like, you know, uh, take like the ego out of this. This is actually a pretty nice write up. This is an organization that, that I think is writing up things correctly. It's not as bad. I don't know. Do you guys talk about the any desk breach? That's coming next. That's next. Gonna, it's, it's right. Going to be coming to your desk. 
I had right. the same. I had the same thought. The comparison between what we got from AnyDesk and what we and, and, <laughs> oh, it's night and day. And it's what, night yeah, and day. it's yeah. just night and day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I, I would say it's like there are I mean, also night and day companies and what they do and like who their customers are. So yeah, that's that's another thing. Very true. I mean. The other thing with the Cloudflare thing is like, I found it really interesting that the nation state didn't export all of Jira. Like that would have been my move. Clearly, <laughs> I'm guessing they're probably like, they didn't think they were going to get caught this early. Yeah. But like, yeah. how if they're a nation state, they don't believe that someone has an added to local admin group alert. Like that's like pen testing has well, that. You, so, honestly, honestly, Corey, this has probably happened in multiple times where they did that and they didn't get caught for like six months. Okay. True. And so this yeah. was, they were like, oh, this is usually yeah. not, no detection. I was going to say, it sounds like you're starting to get a little jaded towards BHIS customers that somewhat have their shit together. <laughs> whereas yeah. there are lots of uh, folks who still don't have their shit. But aren't nation states supposed to be like the most sophisticated threat actor? Like They're by, to be no, the I think a lot of nation states tend to, you know, do things that aren't attributable to them and yeah. are like, you know, what everybody would do. And it works a lot of the time. So, right. I got well, you. Jay, you, you and I have talked about this, right? Like we've talked about how, when we talk to people at other firms and they're like, what's with all these companies running semantic and garbage AV and all this stuff. And you're just like, what? Ninety <laughs> percent like of our customers, they can't detect anything. And it's just at all. like, who are these magical unicorn customers that you're getting? Right, I I, I know that I'm blown. I, I am blown away by the sheer amount, the sheer amount that uh, that Cloudflare has been able to detect. I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm I, I mean I think I'm having the same thought that everybody might have had. Like, you really are you sure you did this? Are you sure you took a you 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 did full forensics and reimaged 4,900 systems? That's Is this real? I mean, <laughs> it feels real. It's, it's impressive. Just, yeah. It's just really impressive. I oh, mean, you can see though in the timeline that like we're talking about it now, but the uh, but their you know initial access happened I think back in November. Mm -hmm. um, so you know they they had some time. They went across. They, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so so the initial probing happens around the fourteenth, but yeah, I think that may I think the the point where they detected it around Thanksgiving. Is that it? So the fifteenth. Yeah, they're the calling access. it the Thanksgiving twenty twenty three incident. Okay. So I'm assuming. Yeah. So at what point do they detect, or at what point do they? Yeah. Realize? Discovery, Discovery is on. Yeah. Twenty third. Yeah. What's that dwell time, and how far do they get? So. Well, fourteenth to the twenty third is so like not even ten days. No, it's yeah. it's past that though. There's the twenty fourth is when all the access. Twenty fourth. Right. Yeah. That's what they and they that's think days how many days was that? Yeah. How many? Ten. I'm sorry. Ten. How many days are they in? I suck at math, and I wasn't paying attention. Ten, and most of those didn't involve active operations. They didn't get sliver until the twenty third yeah. I mean, or something. And we may have an off by one error. What was that? What was that initial date? It's because we're all fourteenth. So fourteenth and twenty fourth, so eleven days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a give long or take. Time. Maybe my, I'm having the off <laughs> by one error. It's a long time, but they weren't actually doing anything. They were just like going in Jira and searching token. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so clear that like I, I really feel like that me and like a team of two other people, you know, like our defer team. You, yes, 4,800 systems is a lot, but the cloud is big. And if we upload everything to the cloud, put it all on a big data lake and do our searches there. Yeah, in two months, I can triage probably more than 4,800 machines. It's going to cost you some money re-imaging them. I just, you know, if we send out 4,800 new laptops, they're re-imaged. There we go. <laughs> just saying, two months, we, I could do this, right? Well, it just, it's, yeah, I got that's, you. 
that, yeah, I mean, that's the question for me with the re-imaging is basically like, hey, is this the first thing I thought was like, OK, maybe these are real like cattle, not pets, folks. And, you know, like they're like, yeah, we we have a we have an issue with a server. We just that's just fine. There's nothing. On, there's nothing persistent on that thing. We just terraform apply and boom, new one pops up identical to the old one. And I don't mean one server, of course, like banks of them. But, you know, a bunch of new ones come up. No state had to be gone and stolen. No, no state had to be uh carried but i don't know about all of you if if anybody says oh gosh your laptop looks like it's failing i got a lot of data to copy yeah Um, yeah you know yeah with limited i think they have had a few like outages over the past couple months but it hasn't been like widespread cloudflare is screwed like they've actually kept services up for the most part so i think it's an i mean they're kind of an industry leader when it comes to security across the board so it makes sense you know if they're the ones pushing security further as far as zero trust you know hardware resistant uh or you know phishing hardware and all that good stuff like it makes sense that they're like also have their stuff together but it's still a good um i guess anyone any final takes on this before we move to any desk and to the other side of security like maturity oh, God. <laughs> as someone who has read the article how do we know that the threat actor doesn't have a separate, a secondary set of credentials that are valid, and they just let this account burn, and we're going to get another report a few months down the road. Because well, they hired CrowdStrike. Well, so, okay, they hired CrowdStrike, then they dunk on them and say, well, they didn't find anything we didn't, which I felt was classic, but what also a, unnecessary. What a, what a move. Like, right, but also, wow. uh, but, okay, they rolled, not only did they reimage all 5,000 systems, they also rolled all the all, credits. All tokens. So, like, they, they really went scorched earth, which, I mean, again, you know, roll curb TGT twice and, after any and, pen test. And that gets into, like, they definitely went full scorched earth on this. At yeah. least they say that they did. And once again, great job for execution. Zero points for style. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Sliver and, like, you didn't even export all the Jira data? Come on, you could have ransomed that back. I want two million Jira tickets. I like how somebody's pointing out there's weird high-pitched yelling in the background. It's like I tell people, don't worry if you hear children screaming in the background. It's just children screaming I'm in just the at the carnival. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Are we ready any to get desk. to the big one? Yeah. Well, no, this was the big one, John. Nothing's yeah, happening with any oh, desk. Oh. It's all yeah, fine. Nothing. Nothing. Any desk said, we can from the situation is under control. It's all fine. How are you doing? It's safe to use any desk. Please ensure that you're using the latest version with the new code signing certificate. It's good. It's safe to use our product. That's all we have to say right now. I know. I was just going to say a lot of firewalls and detection products, they will actually um, ping on any desk because a lot of attackers use any desk for mm-hmm. their um, you know, attacks, right? It could be scams. It could be, there's a lot of different scenarios, right? Where they're using these uh, remote desktop pl- um, platforms, right? Um, so, you know, outside of what, came after so you, you're saying this is a coordinated effort to go after scammers yes <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside job oh no <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it, the details are really thin but essentially i mean does anyone have an incident timeline basically they rolled all the creds for consumer accounts right that was the first <laughs> sort of canary in the gold mine is that uh-huh. accurate and i think they did that before they announced like yeah they were they so, were rolling stuff and there was a sh- there was i thought there was an outage as well yeah, so step one, roll all the consumer account credentials, meaning basically they're assuming that their consumer accounts were breached. Yeah. And then also rolled a code signing certificate. So that's basically all we have, right? 
like those two pieces of information is all we have. There's no ransomware. They said they they, they didn't. Yeah, good for them. them. Yeah, because they stole everything, so there was nothing to ransom. <laughs> so there's there's a paragraph here that that makes me uncomfortable. It's uh it's the one two three fourth one. It says to date. God, I hate this one so much. We have no evidence that any end user devices have been affected. We can confirm the situation is under control and it's safe to use our product. But that sentence. If they have no evidence. Yeah. Why did we have flex evidence? The lawyers Uh, wrote that, not the incident (laughs) responders. And this gets back to, we, we talk to customers about, well, if we don't have logs, then we have no evidence of a breach. I just really hate that like oh like, you like a vpn provider? well you know that from the solar wind stuff that's all you have to say and you're not criminally liable yes yeah yeah like because we, we didn't lot. see it if we didn't see it it didn't happen right la 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 i um, remember talking to a, i remember talking to a customer at one point who had never had a pen test before and the and the reason they chose that they had not had one yet was they thought we're not sure we're that great and if we don't know about it maybe we're not liable um yeah. yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. A very blissful state of being is what that is. <laughs> Years ago, I had, a, I, had an, I had a customer's lawyer send that to me in an email. And oh. I called up my customer and I'm like, you need a new attorney. Like, yeah. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. And I want to explain why. <laughs> like, you can have thoughts, right? But once you commit it to an email and you're like, hey, how about we, how about we just go for criminally neg- negligent? Um, because there won't be any evidence of that. I'm like, except for the email you just sent me. <laughs> Other than that, that was a great strategy, Cotton. Um, so no, we, we've seen this through the years. But I, I got to say, is this one of the worst? Is this one of the worst write-ups? Like, I think I, I, this is one of the worst write-ups I've seen in a long time. I mean, from a legal perspective, it's fantastic. It doesn't disclose any information. It doesn't confirm anything. It just says, you know. It confirms there was no ransomware. (laughs) It confirms there was no ransomware. We still access our computers. Isn't that glorious? I mean, I will say, though, know your audience. Most of the people using any desk won't even read those. (laughs) But but if we read between the lines, right? Um, Following indications of an incident on some of our systems, we conducted a security audit, found evidence of compromised production systems. So that tells me they're at the heart of the company. It's a production system. Mm -hmm. They activated reputation, a remediation and response plan using CrowdStrike. The remediation plan concluded successfully, whatever the hell that means. The relevant authorities have been notified, which means that this was big enough that they had to bring in the FBI. Okay. We have revoked all security-related certificates. Okay. That tells me that the attackers probably got security-related certificates. (laughs) And that right there, like, you know, when we're looking at this, already you're talking like the crown jewels for a software development company, right? Mm -hmm. And and our systems remediated and replaced where necessary, which once again, it sounds like some of these systems were so thoroughly hacked, they nuked them from high orbit. They got them from the hardware supplier from Cloudflare. Real Now, this is where it starts to get scary. We will be revoking the previous code signing certificate for our binary shortly and already started replacing it with a new one. That scares the bejesus out of me because it says their code signing certificate is breached. They didn't say out of an abundance of caution. They just basically are diving right right in, which once again, if we're talking about a hack that's the absolute worst it could be, it's already there. 
And then one of the things that they said down at the bottom, revoking all passwords and resetting all passwords, but then they say everybody should update their binaries. Um, this screams to me of a solar wind style attack where they got compromised down to their code freaking signing certificates and they're telling people to like remove previous binaries, which makes me wonder if there wasn't malware injected, but I have to assume that right. Like as a customer, isn't that the assumption that you have to make is they got compromised down to the level where people were pulling down binaries that were compromised a la solar winds. If that's what they're telling us to do, well, like I would feel more comfortable. They said, Hey, out of abundance of caution, these are the things that we are doing. And for you as an abundance of caution, we recommend that you update to the latest version, something like that. But they aren't saying yeah. anything like that. It yeah. screams to me like this is this sort of short of like getting customer user IDs and passwords, which is kind of passe code signing certificates and binary level things that have been compromised that just screams absolute worst case scenario. Uh, but uh, but that's, I have to assume that because they're not giving me anything else to go with. So how, how many uh, signed versions of any desk on virus total right now then? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so the, got the hash, let's go look it up. Well, so <laughs> I will say that it, it, as it typically does, this got booted to the community to solve and people already wrote Yara rolls. <laughs> to yeah. find the oh. old, not necessarily compromised, but assumed compromised by Yeah, because once again, that's what we have to assume, right? How many people know how to run a Yara rule? Oh, well, there's a oh, whole nother gosh. problem. Yeah, that's, you know, that's you know been shared. Interesting is that AnyDesk is out of Florida, but their thing says it's like European, their certificate. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is weird. But the other thing about any desk that kind of bothers me is they tend to be heavily used by MSPs. Oh, yes. yeah, that's that was so that's, thing, we yeah. I was going to say we should step back and talk about we've we've been assuming everyone knows what any desk is. So for those that don't know, any desk is a what, what are they called? RMM tools, remote. Something, yeah, remote management, yeah. remote something management tools. I don't know. Does anyone know what RMM actually means? Remote, remote management. management management. There's just two managements. Yeah, Don't worry management about it. Management? Uh, remote monitoring and management. Okay, so remote, this is a tool that is like LogMeIn or yes. other similar tools. TeamViewer. They're Kaseya. basically rats. Yes, for people it's in Discord. Like Kaseya. It's right? more like Kaseya. Kaseya yeah. Say. So this yeah. the reason this is a oh god moment is because like John said. These are used by, yes, scammers, and yes, you to access your sister's computer because she always gets viruses or whatever, but also used by companies that pay for remote uh, access yes, and they to use this tool thousands of computers. to run their SCADA systems or to run their, you know, customers and patches. The, uh, the water plant with the team viewer? <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, like, it was, the, yeah. it was, yeah. if you think essentially like the reason John's so freaked out about this is because all the people in security know that these tools get used way beyond their intended use cases and security parameters. So like AnyDesk is probably being used right now to like run patches on some remote PLC in Ukraine or something. And that's why everyone's terrified about this because these get used everywhere to solve problems that should be solved using things like VPNs or, uh, you know, pr privileged access using MFA or whatever. But uh, instead, they use AnyDesk. And that's why it's scary. Yeah, they probably use yeah. AnyDesk for like, uh, what do you call it? The PCI environment, right? So you got to go to this machine that jumped yeah. up to the it's AnyDesk. A, yeah. <laughs> or like remote, you know, it's it's the remote yeah. key piece of it is the thing. It's like, well, we don't have direct yeah. network access, so we're going to do it over the internet. Yeah. 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 
We have a couple of uh, listener comments I want to bring in. Ranner said, just to play devil's advocate, still not a fan of this. If I was at any desk and there was a compromise, even if there was no evidence of a certificate compromise, I would encourage the rotation of all certificates. And, and I agree with that, right? I would recommend the same thing, but you could do a write-up of what they did as far as the investigation, kind of what we just saw with Cloudflare. And then once again, put it in there in the context of, in an overabundance of caution, this is what we are doing. You know, even though at this time we haven't found any, any, but it's so short. There's just yes, nothing. it's the vibe of here's the stuff we know was compromised, and that same list is the only stuff we fixed. Yes. That is the problem. It's that like the problem. it's like reading between the lines. It is we did the minimum. We comp yep. this was compromised, so we did this. This was compromised, mm -hmm. so we did that. That's it. Go use any desk. And, and the, the difference sparks. Um, oh, sorry. One more comment no, from a, somebody. At the end of the article and update, cybersecurity firm ReSecurity, and this is this is rumor and conjecture, said it found two threat actors, one of whom goes by the name at an alias, what is it, Jabba, uh, advertising a significant number of AnyDesk customer credentials for sale at exploit.in, noting it could be used for technical supporting scams and phishing. So, so this is this is like the Steeler Logs thing that we always talk about, John. If I go in our tool, mm -hmm. we have 45,000. So mm -hmm. like the, the number of compromised AnyDesk accounts at any given time is a very high number. <laughs> and so like a threat actor advertising this, although I will say all the creds probably got rolled. So those accounts are probably invalidated now, but this is going to be a thing with any of these RMM tools or co common accounts. People, this is something where criminals are looking to trade in these specifically, because let's say I'm going to use AnyDesk to compromise Cloudflare, that's going to be my RMM tool instead of Sliver. I want a non-attributable account, which means the easiest way to get a paid license and non-attributable is just to steal someone else's account. So this yep. is always going to be a criminal, like, wares trading situation. Yeah. Well, what Jay, about the phishing risk? From? Yeah, what about the phishing, what about the phishing risk now? Um, recognizing that, like, lots of, that any desk is used all over the place for all kinds of things. Um, I mean, it's the, you know, if you haven't, in a lot of ways, it's that go to it's that go to my PC tool, basically. You know, from back in the day, it's mm -hmm. the um, how many times could somebody get called up and said, "Hey, here's the you know here's the headline about any desk getting hacked." I'm calling from any desk, and we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna help you roll your credentials. Oh my god! Yes, um, yeah. the consumer oh, yeah. fraud opportunities oh, yeah. are huge. That is terrifying. Oh, so, speaking of kind of like, uh, is it okay if we roll into another story? I got to see if I can find it. I like this. We're just going to follow right. the spirit guide. So, all right. So there was a story of an investment firm in the UK or in Europe where um, the phishing scam. Yeah. Where they used a deep fake of the entire board. 25 <sighs> million after video call with That's a deep it. fake it CFO. Yeah, we could yeah, share it. yeah. So 25 yeah. million. Basically, they created an entire video conference, not just of one person asking for 25 million to be transferred. There was a number of people, um, and they were out of, what was it? Hong Kong. There we go. Um, just absolutely insane, where they did a deep fake video conference with multiple people all pushing for this person to transfer the $25 million. A multi-person, what the that hell? That is terrifying. It's like we tell oh. people to rely on their gut instincts, right? That's security awareness training. And this is yeah. like... If your gut instincts are like, well, like five people are on this call, that's, I feel like it's one of those where if it happened to you, you'd be like, 
there was five people. Like it's legit. It wasn't just some guy calling and telling I, you to install any desk. If I was that guy, I might fall for the same thing, right? Like if one person's coming in, they're like, hello, 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 John, could you transfer? Like, <laughs> Unless you know the people. The conference yeah. camera, they glitch all the effing time. Right? True. Yeah, and and unless you know the people specifically and have you know procedures, I think it's like center your security controls around like filtering this kind of stuff. You know, like well, Jira Axe or whatever. Power, like. <laughs> Axe Power said, "Dude, the deep fake game is getting real." Oh, so yeah. we had that test. Um, we've had a couple of tests where we've gained access to video camera feeds. Like, I don't want to talk about the one that Steve's on because that's a little creepy, and we all had to step away from that one a little bit. But there are times that we gain access to conference room video cameras, right? And now all of a sudden, think about it. Like if it's a conference room, you get access to the video camera. You can now feed that through AI and AI can match the room, match the people like this, this all of a sudden now, if we can gain access to these video camera feeds, this is probably something that needs to get kicked up in criticality, right? Or am I, am I overthinking this? I mean, I, mean, I, I think it's think social engineering. So. Yeah, I I, I think AI is going to get to a point very soon, like by in the next couple of years where it's just going to be like, like someone just said, you're going to be able to do this kind of thing, like on your gaming card. And so yeah. it's going, it's going to be a wild ride. I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's a control you implement where you try to pre prevent it from happening because the source itself doesn't really matter. Like whether or not I have, yeah, the I, camera feed from the exact thing or whatever. It's more about like having a procedure for here is the items required to send a wire transfer and removing the someone called you from that list yeah. of things that can authorize well, that action. And Kelly nailed it right on the head. Um, she said, this is why we have written policies and procedures to follow. Right. And exactly. at BHIS, we're implementing, we're imp implementing these things right now where it's like, like two or three persons to like verify funds transfers and all those different things. It's got to go through multiple different approvals. Then you have to go into a portal. Then there has to be two people sign off with both two factor authentication, like all of these things. And it's interesting because as we were standing it up, there were various people in the accounting department and other parts of BHIS that were like, this is insane. What is wrong with you and Erica? And we're trying to get away from the way it was, which I got to admit was a lot more fun where people are like, Hey, John, can I buy a guitar for a pen test? And I'm like, approved. Wait, um, wait, can I, can I go buy $1,500 of Bitcoin approved? So wait, John, are you <laughs> wait, telling me, I mean, this has happened only twice. Okay. Are, are you Bitcoin telling me that I shouldn't have bought all those Amazon gift cards that you emailed me about? No, wait, <laughs> no, that was legit. But <laughs> that was legit, but no, that, that's a common fish is like, seriously, like almost every one of the testers has mentioned to me, that they've gotten either emails or text messages saying, Hey, this is John Strand. I need you to, you know, do I, things. I strung one of them along. They, they, te they texted me pretending to be me and oh. I, I, I got to find it, That's awesome. but I strung them along for like two, three days. And I was like, how much money do you need? And they're like, well, I, I, I need to transfer $25,000 like immediately. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on it. Um, just give me a second. And then like two hours later, I'd respond back with, hey, did you get it? And they respond back, no, it hasn't made it through. What was the account number again? Oh, it was this. I'm like, oh crap, I was off by one. I'm sorry. Um, what's your account number again? So in, it, I tried to get him to like shoot me an email or something to try to hunt them down. I think they got really, 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 really flustered after a while and they just left me but it was awesome because the whole time i was like erica's like who the hell are you talking to i'm like me apparently <laughs> um, so 
Yeah. Like, a... It finally happened. He's lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a long time ago. That happens a long time ago. Okay. We got... But as far as, as, far as what you were saying, as far as the, uh, the whole idea of multiple paths to go ahead and make wire transfers, this is something in the financial industry that we've been trying to deal with for a long time already. And even the best policies and procedures get lost, especially when we're dealing with third parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's tough. It, it's real tough because if you have independents that you're working with or a third party that you're working with that's doing the wire transfer, you co- you're supposed to go ahead, you get an email from them saying, we want to transfer this. And you come back and you say, okay, let me go into my files, my physical files, find out what their phone number is on file, try calling them directly. If that still doesn't sound right, then try and get in touch with them with the third way of doing it. And Mm -hmm. it sometimes doesn't work, especially in the trading world. It slows things down to the point where some people just go, well, screw it. And that's where you start seeing a lot of these big financial breaches. I agree with that, but there's got to be a culture change, right? Like there's so much, like this whole entire thing is so hard. Egos, it's so right? hard in the financial world. No, to get no, any I, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred and ten percent. But you know, you've worked with these firms for a long time. We've worked with these firms for a long time, and it's absolutely a hundred percent true. If you pretend to be the CEO or CFO and you demand something get right, done right now, and how dare you question my authority? They're gonna do it because that pattern of behavior matches what happens in real life. Yep. And like, you know, um, you know, we're going to talk about it in accounting. Like if somebody calls up, like pretending to be me or Eric, and they're like, we need this money transferred right now. It's going to be, well, you got to log in, got to do the factor, got to do this, got it at two people. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you back at the number. Like we have to start putting this stuff in place, but you're right because the politics of it, no executive wants to go through that crap. They just don't. And they tend to resent it. They tend to get angry and people tend to get into trouble. So it sucks because if you push back and try to do the right thing, you get screwed. And if you're this poor guy in Hong Kong that does it, now you know he's lost his job or something very bad has happened to him, but it's not his fault. The culture of the organization dictates that people do these things without question. I say keep him around. He's never going to do it again. No, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) I'm there too. Absolutely. Now he knows. Yeah, I have a I have a long I have a long and fun story I like to tell sometimes about a physical pen test I did, and uh, at at the end of the test, uh, um, a security guard finds me and helps me um, and helps me with what I'm doing trying to break in, and um, because he believes my story and you know the, the my story that I like to tell here ends with and you can't fire that security guard that security guard is now the greatest you know is, is now able to pass on hey. This is what happens if you don't check badge, check this, check that, follow right. our process. Security yeah, training complete. Yeah, security trained, done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also, just to like, I, I there's two angles I want to go from here. One is, is there some kind of a market for like not terrible at security escrow companies? Like, is that is, is there like a market for this now? Because I, I mean, you I also- there should be, right? Like on the last Darknet Diaries, he also talked about how someone like had their escrow uh, deposit for like their house just like get stolen. And the escrow company was like, oh, was that, whoa, wait, 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 was, was that the one where they contacted the escrow company? And they're like, hey, is this legit? And the escrow company said, yes. And then they went to their attorney and they said, hey, attorney, this looks fishy. Is this legit? 
their attorney said yes. Then they transferred the money, and then the escrow company was basically like, hmm, "Sucks to be you." Yeah. So and, I mean, basically, is there like a is there room here in the financial industry? Like seriously, me as a consumer, I would love to do business with a company whose priority is security. Yeah, None of my financial providers that? even support hardware two factor. So I'm like, can Jay, we get can we get anywhere with this? People? This is it. Like, we need to create a compliance security framework because the world needs more for escrow companies. And uh, you well, know, whether we, it's we got, any yeah. financial company, like there is a market here. Like, yeah, but how do you validate yeah, the escrow one? Is so yeah, and the and the escrow case is just so sad because I don't know if any of you have bought a you know if you've bought a house. I remember. You know that's the that's the uh, that's the first time where I'm holding a check where it's like, holy heck! If I lose yeah. this check, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. It's your life um, savings, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's that life savings thing, and um, and and everyone and almost everybody gets their escrow companies basically from you know from the uh, from real the estate realtor, agent. Or from the real yeah, estate and then they get breached. Let's not talk about well, we already did, but you know that well, was another so, that was, so that was five months might ago. Solve this. <laughs> Like John, if you if 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 you and I can create that framework, like insurance comp the, the insurance companies for the escrow for the escrow agents may solve this by basically saying I, you're going to have to. I want to do it they against can't them and accounting out. firms because the accounting firms dropped like SOC two type two audits against us, like against the whole <laughs> world. It's like I want to step squarely in their crap and basically be like. Here's the security requirements for all accounting firms and escrow firms. And these are all the things you must do. And you must be tested by a validated company. And you must um, have deep fake validation in your processes. Or oh, my God. Yeah. Nice. oh, my God. Nice. Yeah. I mean, okay. The other crazy angle I want to go to just to terrify everyone that much more. Okay. So we're talking about financial fraud. Oh, sad. Someone lost $25 million. I don't care. Let's talk about like nuclear launch codes. Okay. Like seriously, this has to have implications beyond financial fraud. Like if I don't know how these decisions are made to launch missiles or things, I don't know how that all works, but I'm assuming that there is an entry point for deep fakes somewhere dude, in that ecosystem. Dude, and it's terrifying. That's why, that's why the football, like, you know, doing Yankee white level security clearance, which means you can walk up and touch the president. Like that's why it's a physical suitcase, like, and it's handcuffed to somebody that's never more than like 10 steps away <laughs> from the president. And you don't see a lot of people like, okay, so this is Joe Biden. I need you to send the nukes. Like <laughs> nuclear launch codes and those types of things. You know, there's every once in a while in DOD, there's like a conversation, like, should we upgrade this and somehow put it into a private cloud in Amazon? And then they take that person into a room, slap them for a while and they're like wake the f up don't do that again and like i don't know what happened to me uh thank you guys I, it was really weird we about made a really big mistake um but there are literally things that are just like now we're gonna do it old school because you gotta yep. get this crap right do, do they oh, still have so, like the the looking glass airplanes for nuclear where basically the controls in the back would be able to um, override a launch or basically cancel a launch like if something on the yeah. ground went wrong like they were just they were just what? in the air 24 7 with the whole like hey if somebody wow. fails to launch something because ethics we can launch it for them and if something gets accidentally launch initiated we can override from the air and, and, and yeah. you, but you need to have that right like yeah. you absolutely yeah. have to have that. yeah fa okay it's Batman. the war game solution yeah. It is not to <laughs> play. Actually, was the so, game solution. So, so here's the question for you all: since it's, this is all basing on what deepfakes and AI are doing, how easy is it to defend against deepfakes for the average company? Easy. See, you just said procedures that don't rely. 
you set Mike, procedures that, is that don't allow. Scary it. question. Like that is such a square, scary question because right now, today, at this moment, is the worst that deep fakes are going to be moving forward into the future. Right now, they're they're the worst that they're going to be. They're just going to get better and better and better and better and better. Oh, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant well, we this all, is we're going to get we're, better. If we're in having security. if okay. we're having this point right now, and we're we're at the bottom of how good they are, and they're this effective. Like we're in like this, this is about to get insane. Well, I mean, a, a step my, back from Corey's doom and gloom, we're all going to die in a nuclear Holocaust. I mean, they're already <laughs> deep fakes that, uh, you know, have been attempted. Like there was just in the uh, Vermont primary, there were, was a phone campaign with a deep fake yep. to try and convince yep. Biden voters that he, I mean, he wasn't on the ballot, right? There's a write-in, uh, you know, uh, campaign to get him uh you know elected right and there was a deep fake campaign to try and convince people not to go out to the polls uh so i imagine that's going to be a thing between now and november so good mm -hmm. time well and now so now let's now let's add on a new vector onto it that we haven't necessarily talked about or seen directly yet because that's just what we need another Sim swapping <laughs> somebody going oh, ahead God, and snagging the I... phone on top of it all well okay so yeah. Again, here's here's in this. OK, let's take this back to like a security thing that companies can actually benefit from. So nowadays, when we do social engineering, like we've been doing it for all of our continuous uh, penetration testing customers, we call the help desk. Hey, this is Bob, the exchange admin or whatever. I need to reset my credentials. No matter how, what happens in between that phone call and the credential being reset, if we get it reset, we say it was possible to reset it. It doesn't matter what validation you have in process. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you have, well, you have to know the mother's maiden name and the answer to the, you know, meaning of life or whatever. It's just the help desk shouldn't be able to click a button that says remove all MFA factors. Like it's the yeah. same thing with sending financial transactions. It's not about, oh, they were susceptible to social engineering. They shouldn't have, they should have trusted. They shouldn't have, oh, was it, it was Joe Biden and Trump on the same Zoom. I should have listened. It's like, basically, the process and procedure, like Kelly said, has to prevent social engineering wholesale. So the deepfake quality and all that stuff shouldn't matter because there shouldn't be a button that says launch nukes on the Okta page or whatever. Like that shouldn't be, it shouldn't exist. And if if a random analyst can transfer $25 million without, even if he thinks it's a really good idea, that is the security team's job to make it so that isn't possible. That's like my take on it. It's like it's all about policies and procedures and it's all about enforcing them like hard. Like you can't do it. It's not that you, uh, you know, oh, well, if you really think it's a good idea, you can just check bypass security check or whatever. Like it's about not letting people do it. I'll give you a segue. None of that matters if you have zero days in your VPN that prevent that don't matter. You mean end days? These are end days. End days. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, let's 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 segue. So the government says you have to unplug your VPNs. <laughs> just one, <laughs> or patch them. Just one brand. Or unpatch or patch them. You have two choices. Well, unplug or patch. Well, the patch process apparently uh involves taking them offline and reflashing them and basically re re putting out like did you read what you have to do? It's pretty significant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. I had somebody who's affected by this ask me over the weekend. They're like, so what happened? I was like, oh, Lord, man, you, you're not VPN in for a while. It's going to be a bit. 
I, you I know, forgot who I saw about the, about this earlier today was the patching that they did for it when they were confirming the patching, and it hasn't. It's been announced that there is a security hole that they found in the patch already, no. and they're no. not re- revealing. They're not. They're not releasing any other information for their for their ninety days as per their contract says but they found something else in the new patch but, that, but that's what happens jay you know we, we've talked about this in the past like you remember with like flash and adobe and like java like whenever people started finding vulnerabilities it just basically was like a beacon to people to go find more vulnerabilities oh, yeah. in these things right you found oh, you found yeah. one you're about to find five more and it, yeah it's and i did a, i did a whole webcast about this last week and there's a mm-hmm. whole history section in the webcast about all of the big attacks, WannaCry, uh, you know, pick your pick your malware. Almost all of them were like a month after the patch. Like seriously, yeah. it is. This is a great, in my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to be impacts, and but as far as good bang for the buck, just saying unplug it and you have to do it, and it also takes the blame off the security team. They're like, listen, the government said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the government said, what am I going to do? There, there's something, I guess, for SZA, right? Like, you know, my feeling on like SZA, like these are the most important patches, right? I hate that because all patches are important. SZA They're says security wonderful. harder. Yeah, security, <laughs> harder. security harder. But if SZA's like, hey, these are the patches you should install, it's easy for people to be like, hey, y'all, uh, we got to do it because the government's telling us to do it. So here we go. Um, I don't know. I, I was just it. I was just blown away with, with the with the... CISA is ordering federal agencies to disconnect VPNs. I, I I think I at that point I just hadn't paid attention to CISA having that kind of authority. I thought they were yeah. I thought they were like, okay, here's our advice. Here's our advice. It was kind of like more like a you know NIST giving you um, guidance on hardening things yeah. and so and so on. But I was blown away that I mean there were I mean I, I remember a long uh, a long time ago watching cases where federal judges were taking agencies off the internet until they could get their till they could get their act together. Um, Are you talking about Judge Lambert and the Department of Interior? I am. I am. Like, uh, but but I but but the idea that there's an executive branch agency that that, that can actually say you have to take all these VPNs <laughs> offline, you have to patch them, you have to roll, you have to roll credentials, and so on. I mean, I was kind of impressed. I just, I didn't, I was also just blown away. I didn't realize we could do that. Well, uh, all you have way, to do is make a deep on. fake call to the head of CISA and ask for an exemption and they will grant one. Jen would totally make that uh, exception sarcastically, he says. But, but I also, Jay, the thing that's interesting about that is you know that the individual departments like MRM, MMS, like, you know, just kind of going to Department of Interior and all those, Department of Revenue and all those, yeah. they want that. And the reason why they want that is anytime they try to push that out to all their sub departments, there's always pushback, right? So this way it allows them to kind of say, well, CISA told us to, and it kills all that political scuttlebutt across the entire board, which is what they needed. So yeah, there's a um, comment. There, there, this comment is too good to, to like sleep under the rug. Sparky TN says, CISA says we can't use our VPN. Let's use any desk. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That was good. Yeah. No, I mean, John, I hadn't realized that, but that's a really, really good point because, you know, like we've client, you know, we have clients, we have clients that are small, we have clients that are very, very big, just like you. And it's, and it's the, um, and you're, you're talking to the CISO and they all thought that they were going to have, you know, they all power. thought when they unlimited first came to the job, unlimited power, they're going to come in and, you know, but, but one of them's a, uh, one of them is a friend of mine and he, took when he said we're going to we're going to make all the passwords across the domain 15 15 characters or longer he took shit across a very large hospital system um 
for I don't know two years. Um, just like it took him forever to get that, and once he got it, he was still getting just like the users. The users were just like, "Oh my god, you made us have to do this." Isn't so, that yeah? Awesome if somebody now can, he can like offload it. Wouldn't you want that as a yeah. CEO, CTO, CEO? Absolutely. Like, uh, the government. I mean, I guess. Cameron, Sorry, you, you were saying something. I think Cameron. I was saying for those who haven't read the article, what would happen if you didn't patch these VPNs? What were the end days that they found? Uh, one was an RCE that allowed you to run elevated commands, and the other one was uh, a account. Like, I, I, the way I read it was uh, stolen credentials that were tied to the domain because they're telling everybody also to reset all their AD passwords. Like, I don't know if that was by the end of the week, also. But yeah, it was pretty much like. Uh, Surprise yeah. internal pen test conditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah the so the server side, uh, side request forgery also. SRF. I thought this, like the question that Cameron asked and the question for the CEOs, CD, CTOs, all of those. One of the things that I'm, I'm trying, like I'm getting better at as I'm getting older is arguing with companies and just being like, well, that's fine. I mean, even at BHIS with risk rating, it's like, we gave it to you in a report. We said it's critical. If you disagree with it, then you can take it to your internal risk register and you can drop it to low. That's fine. I sent the report to you. You can change it to whatever you want it to be. You can say it's purple. I honestly don't care. But I want you to know that it doesn't matter my opinion, doesn't matter your opinion, because the hackers will show us the way. Because they always <laughs> <laughs> not if SZA ruins it. I will say not also if SZA with SZA ruins it. Well, SZA you, also, SZA. I'm not curse sure. you! I was going to ransomware my way into five companies, but see, yeah. I, I don't think they have the authority to make them do it. I think they make a recommendation, right? And then you, at your own risk, to your superiors, if you don't do it, that's a different story. Like it's a recommendation, even though they're saying do it. I don't really think they have the authority. And I just remember my time at NASA, like HQ would say all kinds of stuff and then you know the rest of the uh you know the rest of the centers would be like eh, maybe see so, I, I think that's what i thought cameron's question meant uh, actually at first was not like what what did you get but like rather if the agencies don't patch does SZA mm. have any enforcement I mean, does authority it, do what we can they know? do do we actually know what the power of the emergency directives is I, I guess no. maybe we should get someone from CISA on the show. We should. Smart. I don't know if they'll come on. I think they would be afraid. Well, I, I, listen, w they probably are like, we're sick of telling everyone they need to update Windows too. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. But okay. The other thing about CISA that's fun is they know everyone's dirty laundry, right? Because they've done all these Shodan pen tests of everyone. So they know, like, y'all are screwed. Like, they know they're not just making this up and they know how much of an impact this is going to have. So mm -hmm. this is like where they're kind of well positioned to be like, hey, not only do we know that this is really high severity and that you aren't patching, but we also know that you only use this for, you know, X, Y, or Z thing in your environment. So they actually have, for most government agencies, CISA has like real <sighs> data to go on for saying like, you don't patch. Or, you know, maybe you do, but it's too late or, you know, whatever. They actually but know. Back, but that gets back to what Jay was talking about. Judge Lampert uh, hiring a bunch of hackers to break into the Department of Interior for the Cobell uh, versus Department of Interior case. The judge literally hired hackers to see how far they could get in. And one of those was a very good friend, uh, like brother for Jay and I. And uh, they got real far, like crazy far. And the judge like unilaterally shut down everything because of the security risk. But that judge got into a lot of trouble um, and was actually removed from the case. So 
the the problem with that is it's an absolutely great idea. It should be something that you know the government. I, I honestly think the government should just have red teams that are constantly trying to break into the government, and when they get in, they shut crap down until stuff gets fixed. Like that's what I think the government should be doing. They're not, um, and they're always afraid to because it's always about are we overstepping our bounds by doing this? But it would be great to see CISA like, hey, your charter red team everything that's .gov, just go to town on it, and then just literally like just start raking these different agencies over the coals and shutting them down. I'd like to opt well. out of that pen test, please. <laughs> Is this our new yeah. CPP? <laughs> I'd like to, I'd yeah. like to express my do not sign onto that one because that yeah. is the largest scope in the world. And the, also the most likely oh. to get people knocking on your door. But but here's the deal. As long as like the government agencies and like the C, like the C CISOs and those different agencies are like, Hey, we're coming when we're not going to tell you what, what are you going to find? Not going to say anything but we're coming. Um, just, <laughs> Maybe we are knowing, here. just knowing that something is going to happen or could happen, like not just a theoretical, Hey, there might be German hackers or Russian hackers or Iranian hackers, or whatever, but like, no, 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 they're coming for you. will absolutely change behaviors. Yeah. So uh, Atakar player, I don't, I'm sorry. I just butchered your name has pasted like the actual section, whatever of the U S code that, you know, so, for anyone, I guess it seems like it has more teeth than were than Derek at least implied. I don't know, but, Derek. Well, Derek's like, yeah, I worked at NASA. We just ignored all the patch and no, I'm just kidding. See, no, but, no, but I mean, even if it has teeth, with, what's going to yeah. have to happen? It's not like it's a criminal code, Dude, right? But so, you can like, take this section. You, you can take this code back all the way to the OMB Circular A130, where it's like, hey, you got to do all. Everyone ignored it. <laughs> There's a big difference between something being written. Yeah. All right. We're talking about government stuff. This could get dangerous. Yeah, we should, we should, uh, we, we should, should wrap pivot. it up. Pivot. All right. All right, everybody. We'll Thank up. you so much for coming. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Jay, Mike, Alex, thank you very much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. And Jay, um, I, I, I believe that we're in the process of bringing a new course onto our catalog here at some point in the future. Correct. Uh, we are, we are, we're going to do a, we're going to do a Kubernetes, uh, attack and defense class. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I actually had a demo that I was going to, that I brought, that I prepped for today. So instead I'm now going to do it for you as a webinar or a, uh, or, or a one of those antidotes or shorts yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll bring out the crooked hand, everybody. It's time for me. I've been traveling nonstop for like three days. Travel's been hell, and then I taught today. I'm going to go lay down and just kind of enjoy the spin of the earth for a while. Take care, everybody.